like a madhouse morning mayhem. It is Wednesday, November 18th, man. The time is flying by. I guess that happens when you start getting freaking older, doesn't it? <laughs> man, I'm feeling it in the knees right now. It is cold as hell up here in Northern Illinois. And people, hey, you know, why you keep on wearing the hoodie and the hat? It is cold in this studio. I don't believe I'm turning on the heat that high, man. I think it's like uh, like 65 in the house right now. And China Doll, she's one that uh, has to bundle up in a snowsuit and stuff. Always complaining, it's too cold in here. Too cold. Shut up. You know how much that gas costs, man. Huh. I tell ya, women these days. Hey, if you guys haven't checked out the Hollywood and China Doll uh, channel, get on over there. And also, good news, good news. We got a Rumble account now. We're going to be starting to put up some content over there. Uh, I believe short uh, videos, man. I believe short ones. Uh, you know, just stuff off the top of my head. That way I don't have to get silenced rumble and i'm also on parlor as well man i'm having a ball over on parlor you know usually uh, some stuff i say on say facebook or something whew, take it down right away thrown in jail baby not over at parlor man so if you're not over on there you got to get on over there and check us out uh it was funny they were uh, grilling these tech tyrants over on capitol hill today and you just can see the lies that are coming out of them. It's funny. I hate that one senator from Hawaii. You know, I call her pug face. Uh, yeah, she's a pug face. I guess that ain't uh, politically correct, is it? But she has the audacity to say that censorship doesn't happen and that we need more control, more control over your thoughts and your mind and all that kind of stuff. That's basically what they're saying. You know, for a party that uh, prided itself on individual liberties and <laughs> crap, yeah, <laughs> just get the hammer and sickle out. That's all I say. Put it on your flag. It's especially disturbing. Have any of you guys heard about the Great Reset? The Great Reset. Well, you're going to learn about it today. I guess uh, Justin Trudeau up in uh, Canada, uh, my Canadian listeners, man, uh, yeah, I thought we have it bad here. You guys got it even worse up there with that douche. But uh, he let it slip. That COVID-19, it's the perfect time to hit the Great Reset. Yes, a one-world government. One-world government. Gotta love it, man, how they're training all these youngsters. Did you know over 45%, I think it was, it could be close to 50%, they actually believe in socialism. Yes, these are our kids. Well, actually, it's my grandkids, but, you know, my kids ain't as stupid. But, uh, yes, unfreaking real. And another study that came out, so I can't call them uh, too stupid, uh, Generation Z is taking the opposite approach to uh, the millennials where they don't believe in uh, half of the stuff that's going on with these social issues. I found that very interesting today. Very interesting while I was reading it. So what we got coming up in the biker news, you know what, Al Bundy? You are damn dumb. 
Okay, you are dumb. You should not be leading one of the best motorcycle companies in the world. And I hate it. I really do. People keep reminding me. Why are you always bumping on Harley? It's so damn easy. That's why. Can, you know what? We covered a story about Harley Davidson coming out with an e-bike. Now, if you guys don't know what an e-bike is, well, it's basically a bicycle with, you know, maybe a 250 watt, 350, just depends, watt electric motor. And they can go up to 20 miles an hour. Personally, I recommend getting one of them gas ones, man, uh, like an 82cc. Boy, does those damn things fly. And it's the closest you'll come to what a Harley-Davidson used to be in 1903. But anyway, they come out with an e-bike. And you, you say, okay, they're finally getting and they're expanding. Just like they should. I believe that they should expand out from just motorcycles because they're not having any damn luck any damn way. So why not go back to basics and get into other areas? They used to be in the snowmobiles. They used to be in the golf carts. And, uh, you know, people laugh, but that was some big money making back uh, in the day. So I was happy as hell when they said, okay, we're going to get into the e-bike market because that's an emerging market. Everybody's getting them. And then I seen the price. I was like, you know what? You guys are just plain dumb. You're plain dumb. You pulled another, another live wire. Is it in your interest? Do you want to run down the company? Somebody's got to ask, and I'm going to ask. Is that what you want to do is just run this company into the ground? Are you freaking ass nine for asking what you're going to... Wait till you see this price. My God, is it stupid? I can tell you this. You can buy a used Sportster, or you can buy a new Yami or a Suzuki or a Cow for what they want you to pay for an electric e-bike. I am not kidding, man. Not kidding. It is insane. Could you imagine if... You know, somebody who's wanting to get into, uh, you know, the e-bike crowd and stuff, and they see that price and say, man, I'd just go get a used Sportster for that and go 100 miles an hour instead of 20 miles an hour. You know, they're their own enemy at Harley-Davidson. Their own enemies. I ain't trying to pick on them all the time for you, all you Harley cheerleaders. Yes, I own a fat boy. Everybody knows that. I love my fat boy. The problem is... The moves they are making at that company, they just invite it. They invite the criticism. And if you can't take my criticism of your beloved Harley-Davidson, I do not know what to tell you. What I do know is if you got an argument to counter mine, well, put it out on the comment section. Let me know what you think. Besides, when you're always bumping on Harley, you're an asshole. Okay, well, yeah, I agree, I'm an asshole. But, you know, at least give some kind of argument other than that. Why do you think I'm wrong? That's an argument. Not you're an asshole. You hurt my feelings. That ain't cool. That's just, you know what, that's like a spoiled brat throwing a temper tantrum. Because you don't like what something says.
I love the co- I don't love the company. I love the bike. And I'd like to see them do good. So in order for something to do good, you have to be able to take the criticism and adjust. You ha- when you're in business, see I've been in business all my life. I don't work for other people. I work for myself. You know, besides this, I got some other stuff that I do. So I know that you have to listen to your core customer base. Once you start getting away from your core customer base, things get pretty stupid. You start losing money. Now, why would you want to lose money? You don't. But when you get these freaking Harvard graduates, these freaking Ivy League college people running your companies, next thing you know, they're running it into the ground. I can tell you, Harley-Davidson is not royalty. They're not, and they're no longer king of the road. They got too many competitors out there. And it does. It's like, are you seriously that pissed off that you can't look past your cheerleading crap and look at the points, the issues that I'm talking about? Now, if you come back and say, I'm busting on Harley for no reason in this one, you know what? You need to go in the corner and slap the shit out of yourself. You need to kick your own ass. Because if you tell me that the price that I'm about to give you is a good deal, you are on some acid and pass it around. Either that, you're on some good 420 and puff puff pass. Because you're insane. Insane like the membrane, baby. You, you you can't do it. Also coming up, we have a awesome story about a brother and friends that restored a bike that I believe it was his, it was either his older brother or younger brother died, and I believe that was in Myrtle Beach, and the bike wrecked and stuff. Well, him and his friends got together and rebuilt it. That was an awesome, uh, you know, a memorial type of deal and a nice tribute to the the kid that got killed or the guy that got killed on that motorcycle. I hate hearing about people dying on motorcycles. I actually went through that uh, when I was in my teenage years with my older brother. He got killed by a DUI on a motorcycle and it's just terrible stuff. And I think that's why I really get uh, ner- unnerved when people talk about motorcyclists or bikers, enthusiasts, whatever you want to call them, being dicks and stuff. You know, yeah, there are some. You know, you got the sports bikes pulling wheelies and stuff that don't help us. But at the same time, you know, we put our lives in danger all the time when we throw our leg over that motorcycle and the ground's going about 70 miles an hour, be, you know, under your feet. <laughs> Don't help when you got to worry about this and that. And we actually talked about a firefighter that got in an accident on yesterday's episode. Uh, you know what? He was real lucky with that aortic artery. Uh, I guess it kind of nicked it or something. He's got surgeries going on uh, for his broken bones and stuff. And he was only right down the street uh, from his house. 
Yes, a motorcycle uh, can, uh, accident can happen to you. It can if you don't, you're not watching out what's going on. So, yeah, sad state of affairs, that right there. You got to be careful. Uh, you know, down south, uh, the southwest, out west, you guys are, you know, you're able to ride your, uh, your scooters year-round. It sucks with us here in uh, northern Illinois, the Midwest, upper Midwest. You know, it's about 10 feet of freaking snow out there. and Well, not right now, but it does get that way. And we can't do nothing but shit and look at them. You know, I think that's why I was getting my uh, garage ready with the uh, heat and stuff like that. It's just so I had to sit out there, you know, cry and whine about, you know, not being able to ride the motorcycle. It just sucks. It really does when you got to store the things. It's like, you know, baby, we'll see you next year. Yeah, that's about what it goes. So we're going to get into the biker news and start off with the story about uh, oh, Harley Davidson and see if I'm wrong, man. See if I'm wrong. Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Hi, this is China Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. Okay, here we go. Hey, by the way, by the way, do me a favor so China Doll gets off my nuts. Go subscribe to the other channel and listen to us on the podcast. Oh, I had to give a plug right there, didn't I? Anyway, Harley-Davidson's new electric bikes look incredible, and I have to say they look awesome. Uh, but they won't be cheap. They won't be cheap, guys. Uh, a serial one cycle will launch with four distinct models. This is by Andrew Hawkins of The Verge. The Serial One Cycle, the e-bike uh, brand recently launched by Harley-Davidson, revealed new details about its forthcoming lineup of battery-powered two-wheelers. Now, what's cool about it, you know, I wish they would have gave it a lot more style to 1903. You know what I mean? I wish they would have, you know, but they got a mountain bike frame, which is cool. Uh, it's going to be starting to go on sale in the spring of 2021. In the U.S. and Germany, all our pedal-assist city bikes with mid-drive motors. And yes, a mid-drive motor is, what, a 250 water? Not much freaking power, okay? I love e-bikes and stuff, but uh, I can't believe they put that motor on there. Uh, integrated batteries and design that is unmistakable Harley. You know, it looks like a Trek. You know, I don't know if you know what a Trek bike, uh, bike is, but Treks are the best out there, and that's all it looks like. Uh, the Milwaukee-based company got our hearts palpitating last October. You could tell, because The Verge is like that yuppie stuff. You could They get boners over this kind of, kind of crap. Uh, last October, when it unveiled uh, its first prototype, a stunning black frame midstep with all white tires and leather accents, but that bike was meant as just a styling exercise and unfortunately won't be going into production. It's like, you know what? It's like a nice freaking broad with big tits. They giving you them freaking eyes, getting you hard on. Next thing you know, they walk away. That's basically what they did here. 
that's what they did. And unfortunately, won't be going into production, at least not right away, the company says. The bikes that are going into production are being announced today. And wait, here it comes. There will be four bikes to start out, ranging in price of $33.99 to $4,999. Oh my God, they're live wiring all again. They're doing it again. You know, you can get an awesome trek for maybe two Gs with the bigger motor. But Harley, you you just think your brand's worth that much. It's worth a lot to the middle agers on the big baggers and stuff. It is not worth a diddly squat when it comes to the younger generation. The brand names are Mosh. Ooh. <laughs> and our Mosh City and Rush City. You just tell who they're going after. With the latter coming in three variants, step through speed and regular, each comes with a motor capable of generating 250 watts of continuous power and hidden top speeds of 20, except for the Rush City speed, which can go faster. It's If that's not uh, fast enough, check out Harley-Davidson Electric Motorcycle Livewire. They're trying to give it a freaking bump. Uh, with the top speed of 95, uh, the 250, you know, I think the 350 out there, you could go up to 30 miles an hour. Uh, but a 250, that is just boneheaded, man, for the price you're asking. You actually can get a new sporty or another motorcycle for the price they're asking for this bike. Again, I love mountain biking. That's one of the things I like doing. But I never spend that kind of money on an e-bike, man. A Trek, which has a proven Trek record, if you want to be blunt. Uh, best around, uh, best handling, uh, best balance that you can get, best uh, components. And now you have Harley Davidson saying, Okay, we want to get into the e-bike world. And we're going to go after the yuppies, which probably won't touch your bike, because Trek is the best again. But you want $5,000. You're a bonehead, Al Bundy. And if you don't know what I mean by Al Bundy, that's the CEO. Because he came from Puma. He's a shoe salesman. He's Al Bundy to me. It's like, do these people even have their ears to the street at all? You guys are freaking crazy. Are those good prices? Now, this is according to The Verge. It's hard to say without any time in the saddle, but when combined with specs and parts listings for each bike, it seems to indicate that these will be well-crafted machines that definitely deserve a much closer look. You notice how they didn't freaking uh, come out and say, I don't know. (laughs) They're probably getting paid for this review. You know, Harley-Davidson, they pay you for reviews and stuff out of their media department. Yeah, they're <laughs> closer look my ass. Uh, they are certainly more expensive, here you go, than popular brands like Van Moof, Rad Power Bikes, Sundors, and others, but they will be competitive with major 
bike makers like Specialized, Giant, and Trek. I don't know what you're talking about with Giant, man. I got a Giant outside, and, uh, you know, it's not an e-bike. You know, I only paid 600 bucks for it. And Trek, you to get a nice one. If I put a motor on uh, the Giant I got out there, you're looking, you know, maybe 300 bucks more, so under 900 bucks if I wanted to do a self-deal. Uh, the Harley-Davidson badge has an inherent value among some customers on its own. Yeah, that's what it's all about right there is the extra. You know, the popular brands of bikes, come on, man. You're not going to be able to compete against Track Giant and uh, Rad Power. You're not going to be able to do it, man, with that price. You should have came in with a decent-priced electric e-bike. Let everybody take it for a spin. Let your sales get built up in that market because you're not in a motorcycle market anymore because you can't do that damn right. But you're in the e-bike market that's been established with a lot many other people and a lot of other freaking companies that you just can't come in and say, I'm Harley-Davidson, we're getting into the market, and people are going to switch to you like flies on shit. That's not going to happen. Not in this market, just like it won't happen in the off-road market with the Pan Americas. You know, the African twin, spec by spec against the Pan America, it just wipes it out, I think. And I guarantee the African twin has a better damn ride. So you just can't push your way in the markets and think that you're going to actually get something accomplished, that you're going to get a fan base. Because look what you did with the live wire. The live wire you put out at $30,000 freaking dollars, where zero has been the king in that market, and you can get them for half the freaking price. And they're better motorcycles. They've been around. They've been tested. And, of course, what happens when you tried to do that? You flopped. Exactly what's going to happen here. Uh, the mid-drive motors are by Brossi, a 110-year-old German company that makes e-bike components. When engaged, the motor will put out 90 newton meters and 60 foot-pounds of torque, uh, which is more than enough power to climb uh, most hills and fly along any straightways. Well, you know what it don't tell you is you got to pedal assist up them hills. It, it, basically, what happens when you go up a hill on an e-bike is the the motor and you don't have to put as much effort into it. It's what happens. Now, the reason why I do like e-bikes is depending on the setting you have it on, you can go like 30 miles at a freaking time on these damn things. You know, that's why they're real popular in cities is because that's all you need. You don't even need a damn car. Now, I do like like the 80cc gas motors because you'd go 150 miles on that sucker with one gallon of gas. One gallon of gas, you'd get 150 miles out of that damn thing. Uh, so, yeah, there is a lot of use for these. If I was in Chicago... I'd, I'd probably get one because then I wouldn't have to worry about all the damn traffic, all the headaches that are happening. Just jump on the bike and go. It's perfect for the urban environment. So I can see why Harley wants to get into it, but you just go about it the wrong way. You don't listen to your customers, and you sure don't have your foot in the door with any of these other type of areas for you to just say well we're Harley Davidson we're going to throw this out there will be an app because of course there's always an app you pair it via bluetooth to the bike to get rider data 
and other undisclosed features. The app will debut in spring. Uh, the production version of these bikes include all features and technology found on the Serial 1 Tribute prototype. With more contemporary styling and finish, Harley-Davidson may end up take, making a few uh, Tribute bikes for giveaways or special sales. Three of them are Class 1 e-bikes in the U.S., meaning pedal assist only with no throttle and the top speed of 20. Each model will come with integrated lighting in the front and rear, a frame integrated lithium-ion battery, and maintenance-free Gates carbon belt drive. Uh, overall, these appear to be expertly crafted e-bikes with a nearly 120-year-old brand name. Yeah, they're getting paid for this. Uh, so... If you go you to look at it, it's at TheVerge.com. It's under the electric e-bikes. You know, they do have some style to them. Uh, there's one that's a woman. Uh, yeah, 4300 bucks. The Rush City Speed is $5,000 for that. You're insane. Now, let's go overseas to my Queensland Police News. They got a press release out. Detectives from the organized crime gangs group have charged a man, an alleged member of the uh, Banditos Outlaw Motorcycle Gang, OMCG, with drug offenses following a vehicle search yesterday. And boy, looking at the pictures, they got you. Maxima detectives intercepted the vehicle at Boondale around 4 p.m. where they located an uh, ICE, amphetamines, uh, GHB and pharmaceutical drugs with a total estimated value of $22,000. A large sum of cash was also seized. You know what? The first thing we learned when we were running numbers for the, you know, gambling numbers and stuff, when I was a kid, allegedly, uh, keep your receipts away from your money. I guess they don't learn that kind of stuff here. Uh <laughs> Uh, used to commit uh, drug offenses, possession of tainted property that was cash, and wearing a prohibited item in public. He has been uh, rep uh, remanded in the custody and is doing to appear in Pine River's Magistrate Court on the 23rd. Uh, they even charged him with a, a possession of a weapon, an extendable baton, and due to appear, oh, that's somebody separate. But you can just look. He's got Chinese cash there. What the hell's going on, man? Uh, now, let's go to, uh, where are we here? Bismarck. And we've covered this story. All three, or all suspects in the July 3rd Mandan uh, stabbing now set for trial. All four men uh, charged with murder conspiracy, which I don't see how they can do that. Uh, you know what? It's unreal the way they, if you wear a patch, they want to charge you with all kinds of crap while you got like, you know, Hillary Clinton deleting all kinds of national secrets and, oh, but that's, you know, two tier justice system, uh, with the July 3rd stabbing in Mandan and are now set for trial. Edward Nicholas, uh, uh, Bismarck on Monday waived his right to preliminary hearing and pleaded not guilty. Two conspiracy charge and one count of criminal street gang activity. That's one thing with these, when they, with the clubs, man, they'll enhance it with a gang, man. A gang enhancement. Uh, the dates coincide with the trials of co-defendants, Nicholas uh, Kinzella Greff, uh, Gerard uh, Glasser, and H. Wollen of Williston. The charges stem from an incident at a street dance at the Silver Dollar Bar in Mandan. 
Authorities allege the men are members of or aspiring members. See, they don't. They can't even tell you which one they are. Can't even tell you which one you are. Neither. You wonder why I don't like the media because they don't do their damn research, man. Uh, of the Sons of Silence uh, motorcycle club and plotted to attack a member of a rival, the Hell's Angels. Hmm. I don't believe it. But that's just my personal opinion. You got to look up for yourself. Like I said, you got to look up at, you know, stuff for yourself. A man not associated with either motorcycle club was stabbed several times and suffered a collapsed lung. Well, how do you know that they weren't being attacked, the members or the alleged members of the Sons of Silence? How do you know that? And this guy was stepping in and stuff. You don't know. And that's why, you know, they're innocent until proven guilty in a court of law. Uh, of course, the U.S. Department of Justice labels the Sons of Silence and the Hells Angels as outlaw motorcycle gangs. North Dakota has historically been territory claimed by the Sons of Silence. Well, that's always been the case that I know of. Another club in recent years joined uh, the Hells Angels, which Sons of Silence members may have seen as a challenge. You know what? And I'm not speaking, well, maybe I am. Uh, do you ever notice it's always peaceful until another club tries to come in? That's like saying, oh, you know, here's my house. Just walk in, do what you want, screw my wife. That's what it, it, it is. And everybody knows North Dakota, Iowa, Cal everything was sons. So why even come in there and screw around? You know, I don't get that. That's the problems all over the country. Unreal. Uh, let's go here. We'll see. Oh, that's all that is story. So, uh, yeah, they got their trials coming up. Hopefully they get uh, not guilty verdicts. Uh, let's get some of the good news here. Sorry, Souls Motorcycle Club, the host event, benefit Jefferson County Boys and Girls Club, uh, rock and roll Jefferson County Community Ministries. This was in the journal uh, slash uh, newsnet. Uh, rock on, a lot of good bikes there. Uh, Charlestown, uh, though verily knew the county uh, or the Jefferson County chapter of the Sorry Souls Motorcycle Club is already here to help the community. The club has been a staple in the area for a number of years doing community outreach and charity work, but the Jefferson County chapter is doing its job to keep the work going. Rock and roll. On Saturday, the club is hosting an event at Long Shots to raise funds for several projects, including a kitchen renovation at the Jefferson County Boys and Girls Club, an IT system at Jefferson County Community Ministries, and a laundry room closing closet at the JCCM. Ain't that funny how cops are always busting on bikers, right? And look at all the good stuff that they do. I love this time of year. I always tell you that. Quote, we started this chapter the first week of September with just a handful of guys, Chapter President Scoob said adding the mission is to erase the stigma on motorcycle clubs through community outreach and charity. And yes, there is a big stigma on MCs. That's just like, uh, what was it uh, we talked about yesterday? Hell's Angels were looking for 
uh, I think it was out of Stockton uh, donations and stuff, but you got the, the guys right away, like I told you there would be, come and say, well, they're just using that to cover up their criminal activities. Oh, my God, go freaking slap yourself. Uh, Scoob said the club members just happen to be people who enjoy riding motorcycles together, people who also enjoy making the community a better place. When you see us ride around, we're good people. We're not sons of anarchy. We're here to make the community a better place. You know what, Kurt Sutter? You should go smack yourself for uh, ruining a damn good freaking lifestyle with your BS freaking show. Everybody, you know what? It's a show. Okay, here's the story, man. I this is, has to be my favorite story out of the whole day. I know he sees it. North Carolina man rebuilds Harley his brother died on at Myrtle Beach Bike Week. And boy, is she a beauty, baby. Beauty. I know he sees it. That's how Durham, North Carolina resident Thomas Lee Williams described the emotions behind the completion of his late brother's dream motorcycle, a project that has been more than three years in the making. Last Monday, Williams and a slew of friends completed the long-awaited mission they took on following the day Sidney Williams died in a traffic collision on the Grand Strand during the fall Harley-Davidson motorcycle rally in 2017. Sad state of affairs, man. Sad state of affairs. I hate it when people get hurt. Uh, Sidney and some of his friends were heading from a restaurant to... The motel where they were staying when a minivan struck Williams' bike in Atlanta Beach on the 7th to 2017th of October. He died at the hospital following the collision, which his family members believe was the result of texting while driving. Yeah, that's another thing that uh, bikers have to contend with now is texting and driving. No one was charged, and that's even more of a kick in the nuts, in connection with the incident, do you notice how they always get away with killing a biker? Uh, always. Lee said he and others were at the motel awaiting their friend's return when they learned of the incident. Soon after the tragic crash, Lee and friends began the project of completing upgrades to the bike his brother had planned to begin renovate, revamping when he returned home. Quote, he already had everything picked out of what he was going to order. Lee said of his brother, who was uh, mentally piecing together his dream bike through vendors on the Grand Strand for Bike Week. He was going to do all that stuff to it when he got back from the beach, but he never made it. And I love that bike, man. Look at the paint job, the flames, oh, the whole nine yards on that suck. Uh, the project began with the help from Raging Bull Harley-Davidson. Rock and roll, man. Uh, hats off to him in Durham before Williams and his friends took over the project completely in order to expedite the process since the motorcycle shop was working pro bono whenever time allowed. Quote, it was no hard feelings, Lee said, adding that Raging Bull still provided the crew discounts to help with the completion, and he just wanted it done. That is freaking awesome, man. I love it. I love it. Sad that it happened that way, but I do love it, man. Uh, let's go to this, uh, great reset. <laughs> now here's the great reset and how the media covers it. 
Great reset trends on Twitter after Trudeau's speech on COVID-19 hints it's just not a conspiracy theory. The re-emergence of Bud Word's laden speech by Canadian PM Justin Trudeau and those leftists, they always let it slip out their real intentions, don't they? Uh, has social media users scrambling to look up the World Economic Forum's Great Reset, and this is a true story. Previously dismissed by some as a mere conspiracy theory, an expert of a recent Trudeau speech posted on Sunday has forced some to rethink their skepticism over the Great Reset. Long poo pod as a conspiracy theory despite being the title of an actual manifesto for worldwide social change written by Klaus Schwab, the director, uh, where he says uh, Justin Trudeau calling the coronavirus pandemic an opportunity for a reset as per the WEF and parroting the building block line, which Biden so just happened to use as a campaign slogan. Is it all coincidence or is it all coordinated? Promising a reset is in the works. Trudeau explained or expanded on the economic uh, build back better slogan that has resurfaced on the lips of politicians and G NGOs worldwide. Initially broadcast in late September, the speech saw him pledge $400 million to global humanitarian aid projects. Quote, building back better means giving support to those most vulnerable with, while maintaining our momentum on reaching the 2030 agenda. Yes, there is a 2030 agenda for sustainable development and the goals referenced in the UN's uh, Agenda 2030, another Bait nor of conspiracy researches, apparently thrown off balance by the Great Reset being a real thing. Viewers rushed it uh, to look it up, sending searches for TRM soaring on Google. Uh, let's see here. SP fan account on Twitter. Klaus Schwab of the World Economic Forum, part of the United Nations Network, says the fourth industrial revolution Part of the Great Reset Agenda will lead to a fusion of our physical, digital, and biological entity. Yeah, the worst is in the Revelations. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. Ah, oh, get the preppers going. They're the only ones that were smart, by the way. Now they're all laughing at us. Uh, Corey Graff's wall of shame. Here we go. NYPD officer arrested for domestic assault on City Island by Tina Moore and Craig McCarthy. An NYPD officer slugged his ex-wife so hard he busted her lip, police said Monday after arresting the finest on his second domestic assault rap. Robert Castillo, 51, was charged with assault and criminal mischief after police arrested him around 1.30 p.m. Sunday at his ex-wife's City Island home. The victim told police she asked Costello, her ex-husband, to leave, and he allegedly shoved her into a wall so hard that he smacked into a, uh, she smacked into a telephone. Hmm. Telephone still hanging. Uh, interesting. Uh, causing the phone to become damaged and to break from the wall. He then allegedly punched her in the face with a closed fist, causing substantial pain, swelling, and a bleeding laceration to the informant's lip. The arrest happened in the area of City Island Avenue and Pilot Street. He was charged with assaulting criminal mischief. His, its department policy 
to suspend arrested cops without pay. He was also arrested in 2017 for violation of an order of protection. Yes, they those cops, man. Let me tell you, they get some balls, don't they? Uh, going on to Fox 13, Memphis police officer charged with rape. Go <sighs> figure. With raping a woman at a party. Tonight, his attorney is talking to Fox 13. Thank you so much for being with us. I'm Merle Purvis. And I'm Daryl Green. Fox 13's Jackie Massey is live tonight. Jackie Albond is the accused officer. His attorney says Bond didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> Daryl, Bond's attorney says any sexual contact between Bond and the victim is completely consensual. But Memphis police say that same night, the victim filed a report at this police station. But Bond's attorney tells me he has no idea what the victim's motive is and says these false accusations could ruin his client's life. Can of worms that, that, that is opened uh, by these kinds of accusations can, can never be fully closed again. Attorney Blake Ballin says his client Albon knows his accuser. Says the off-duty officer invited the 24-year-old to a Halloween party through social media. Ballin claims she didn't show up to the house off Jackson Avenue until 2 a.m. Multiple other attendees saw the two of them talking in a flirtatious way. The two of them walked through the house holding hands. Ballin says witnesses saw the pair walk to a bedroom, then leave the room near the end of the night. He tells me any sexual activity that happened was consensual. She did not appear to be in, in distress. She appeared to be somebody who uh, who had just engaged in a consensual sexual encounter with a, another adult. Memphis police don't believe that's the case. The woman told them Bond sexually assaulted her at the party. Officers tell me the victim went to the police station around 3 a.m. to report the attack. And after a thorough investigation by the Sex Crimes Bureau and a review by the Shelby County District Attorney's Special Victims Unit, a warrant was issued for Bond for rape. The next day, police arrested Bond. Ballin says his client is innocent and he will clear his name. And I don't know what story she's told them, what she's hiding or, or what her motive might be. What I do know is that uh, Mr. Bonds did not break any laws and certainly did not sexually assault anybody. Unreal, man. Memphis what do you guys think about that, man? Because I know a lot of women, they do this kind of stuff. I don't care if he's a cop or nothing, but I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hi, this is China Doll from Hollywood and China Doll Evening Show. Join us Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Central Standard Time on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube for some fun times and very interesting entertainment. See you there, boys. Get your most unbiased and trusted biker news now at HarleyLiberty.com. Founded in 2012, Insane Throttle Biker News has been the place that all bikers come for what's happening in the scene. Go over now and bookmark HarleyLiberty.com. Rock on. Rock on, baby. Rock on. Don't forget to pound rock on uh, on whatever platform you are going and getting this news from. Don't forget, Rumble, I'll be putting that uh, in the uh, description. Go check us out on that. Uh, there's not any material over on it right now, but there will be. We're going to build up some subscribers and then just uh, go for it over there, man. Also, we're on Parler. Good stuff going on, man. Good stuff. It's awesome that these other platforms are actually coming out and uh, letting us give our voice, you know, 
more than we have been let me tell you so uh what do you guys think about the harley davidson e-bike do you think they're just going overboard and throwing whatever they can at the wall to see if it's gonna stick because somebody that's serious about getting into a new field usually goes on the quiet down low you know what i mean they go quiet they start off with prices that are a lot cheaper than the major players they just don't go right in and freaking hit it you know that's why i think somebody needs to freaking wake them up over there slap them will you guys slap them <laughs> my favorite story of the day again was uh the brother rebuilding the uh, the bike of the brother that uh was killed in that motorcycle accident in myrtle beach sad state of affairs man really sad state of affairs i hate seeing that happen uh you know it's been a good uh news day you know not you know too bad not too good you know right down the middle the way i like it man don't forget to go over to harleyliberty.com check out my op-eds been getting a lot of feedback on those op-eds man you just look under machikari editorials or op-eds it's called in uh the keywords or they pop up just go through the site you'll see them uh let me know what you guys think of my op-eds over there uh with that don't forget to uh watch me live with china Dow over on the hollywood and china Dow show on our youtube channel they're all we're also on iheart all that big stuff I love the radio, baby. I love it, love it, love it. With that, I will talk to you guys later.